Thank you for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. We're excited to be continuing our emotion series. Today's sermon is entitled, Finding Relief from Anxiety. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, all right. I hope you guys have had an incredible week this past week. Anybody had some different emotions last week? Anybody, anybody, anybody? Ups, downs, side to side, good emotions, bad emotions, feel good emotions. Anybody? Everybody? Me, yeah, me too, me too. So today we're going to continue our emotion series with a title called Finding Relief from Anxiety. Anxiety, whoo. Anybody got any anxiety this morning? <laughs> Anybody had any anxiety coming in to church this morning with traffic? The old, you know, what we call the old crap bar. You had to hold on to it because you were scared because the slow drivers in the front of you wouldn't get out of your way to come to church. <laughs> Nobody? Anybody feel anxiety? Well, we're going to find out how to deal with it today, how to get relief in anxiety. Anxiety is a thing, man. It's, it can get the best of it. Sometimes it's, you know, gets us anxious and it gets us stirred up and, and man, it just, whew, sometimes it can be just a straight up battle to feel these feelings of anxiety. Man, I, I know one time when, when I was growing up and I was real, real anxious. And build up this big anxiety because I had to go to middle school. Woo, that's a big deal, right? Man, teenager, well, see, most of my friends here that I went to elementary school with for six years because I went to preschool and then I went to first through fifth grade. So I had a good core network of people that I hung out with and I knew good and well. But I lived in a different middle school district. (laughs) So I had to go to school on the other side of town, and I didn't know nobody. <laughs> so I was worried. I got anxious. I had this anxiety build up. I'm like, I'm going to have to go to new school. I'm not going to know anybody. And y'all won't believe this, but I used to be shy back in the day. <laughs> How you used to be shy? You so welcome, your face person. Well, I learned. So so back in the day, I, I was going to this new school, and I, I was worried to death because I didn't know anybody. I got scared. So that morning bell, alarm clock go, dad come in there, wake me up. <laughs> and I'd go, and I was like, oh, I don't want to go. And I'd get to school, I didn't know nobody. And here I'd go into school. I just broke down crying every day. Oh, God, this is terrible. I just can't go. I can't deal with this. I just, it's all true. So for like two weeks straight, <laughs> I go into school, and I bust into tears. I'm like, I got to go home. I got to go home. I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> End up breaking the curse, but <laughs> in the spell, and I, I overcome it, and I met friends, and we hung out, and man, here we go, and here we are now. But anybody ever had those moments where, you know, anxiety kicked in, and you got, you know, a new job, and I mean, that could be a scary thing. Maybe it's a new school, you know, some of you went out to college, and I mean, that, that can be a big deal, especially if you didn't go with a lot of your friends, right? And and I know sometimes with, with the workloads that we have, and sometimes it can give us anxiety. Man, we got deadlines to meet. We got to make sure our projects are done. Maybe we're in school, you got projects to be do that are due. And you now who wastes the last minute to do projects? Stop that. You want unnecessary uh, anxiety in your <laughs> out of your life. Quit waiting last minute to do your projects. Hey man. <laughs> Hey mom, I gotta, I, I gotta go do a school project and, um, uh, I need the supplies. Well, when's it due? Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Y'all stop that. 
but sometimes, I mean, it gives us anxiety and it gets us anxious because we, 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 we got to get it done because if not, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail the class. And, and so what happens is a lot of times is when we get anxious and we get this anxiety built up in us, we start getting short of breath and, and we start to freak out and we start to panic and, you know, uh, you know, not making fun of anybody, but have you ever seen somebody that's been had a, what they call an anxiety attack where they sit and they're rocking and they're having a hard time breathing? And so this is a reality. I mean, this happens. I mean, people get so worked up and this anxiety builds so strong, it gets them into shortness of breath and it gets them in this panic attack. They feel like they can't breathe. But I want to tell you today, to know Jesus, to love Jesus, and to follow Jesus, and you can beat any anxiety that you have today. I know uh, 2020, that had to be the longest year in history, right? <laughs> Last year was just, my golly, it was just long. It was just, it seemed like it was never going to end. You know, you had all these, you know, this mysterious virus that popped up. We don't know, you know, when it first started, we were just like, we weren't 100% sure where it originated from. And, and, you know, we were learning it. We just knew it was vastly spreading. And we knew that from what they were telling us, it was going to be the most deadliest disease in the world. And, and you know, it, that's, that's a scary moment. That's a scary thing. And, and, you know, then there were wildfires that were going on in Australia. And then as we continue to learn more about the COVID-19 virus, the world shut down. I mean, just stopped. Our everyday, daily lives just come to a halt. And during that time, it caused massive fear. It caused massive anxiety with a lot of people. Who in here is claustrophobic? Anybody claustrophobic? <laughs> I know Tasha is. <laughs> anybody, 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 anybody? A couple of you, a couple of you. So, so I know... You know, a lot of people, man, when they said, hey, you got to lock down, you can't leave your house unless it's necessity that you go out. Some people freaked out because the anxiety rushed in. They're like, oh gosh, now I'm going to be stuck in this house, in this little cube for days and weeks. And and it was scary and that anxiety built up with people. And then the economy, you know, and still with the economy, there's fear of what's going to happen with it. And, you know, of course, there's the political division that's out there. And then people all the time sharing and freaking people out even more with their conspiracy theories. Now, some of them was funny. Somebody sent me a whole bunch of stuff, and I just sit back and it makes sense, but, man, it's who. But people felt afraid. They felt lonely. They felt uncertainty. And they felt like they were out of control, and they started losing hope. They started getting lost within themselves and started giving themselves panic attacks and they started shaking uncontrollably. And I want to show you guys something. So according to the National Center for Health, the National Center for Health, in July 2019, two years ago, 2019, what a good year. <laughs> it showed 80, or excuse me, 8.2% of adults showed signs of an anxiety disorder. 8.2%. It's not too bad. So if we had, you know, 100 people, about about 9 of you is going to have anxiety issues. So if we had about 100 people, about 9 of you is going to have it. So let's fast forward to July of 2020. That number increased from 8.2% to 36% of adults show sign of anxiety disorders. Man, locking people up, confining people down, scaring people half to death to, with uncertainties of different things, man, it jacked up this anxiety issue. 
man, that's, that's crazy. I mean, that's a huge, humongous jump. So what is anxiety? You know, it, it's uh, the phys- physiological emotion that we show. And, and some of us have different ways to show our anxiety. Some people are good at holding in. Some people are good at just balling out, training. And, and <laughs> training fake. But, but people have different ways that they handle their anxiety. Some people have this, what we call the wholesome lolic. <laughs> they want to try everything out there. So give you an example. What am I talking about? So, so just, some people cause what we call unnecessary, uh, uh, problems in their life or unnecessary, uh, anxiety. You know, it's talking about the school projects out there. Some people, you know, I tried and I'll tell you guys this. I'll, I'll share it. I'll be, I'll get personal with you here. So for me, I tried this big diet plan in 2020. This big diet plan I was going to try. So I went to the doctor. They charged me a lot of money and, and they gave me these or tried to give me these diet supplement pills. Woo. Let me back up for a second. In 2018, because I had two, di- or 2019, I had two different things going on at the same time. So in 2019, I tried the diet plan and I went to the doctor, gave me diet pills and, and I was scared to death to take them because of all the side effects that they had going on scared me to death. So 2020, I was like, okay, let's try something different. I don't, <laughs> pills, all these weird side effects. Uh-uh, you caused me poor problems and I had going on before. And now I go to the doctor and she's like, hey, we're going to give you this shot. And I'm like, oh, no. Luckily for me, the shot never worked out. And, and you know, they could never get it to work, my insurance and all that. But it caused me all this anxiety. And then, so here we are in 2021. Now I've found the right path of doing my weight loss program on my own without medicine, without supplements or anything. At the key of my doctor's advice of not to do that. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> You giving me more inside. You giving me more problems than I had before. So I'm going to do it this way. And it's working. But see, a lot of times, you know, you go into the doctor's office and you tell them, hey, I got anxiety. How do I deal with my anxiety? What's the first thing they want to give you? They want to pop you some pills and say, here you go. We want you to take these pills and we want you to, to prescribe these things. You might need to get you a counselor and chit-chat with them and talk to them. Now, I'm not knocking the drugs, and if you need them, hey, take them, please do them, and, and you know, seek counseling, professional counseling if you need them. But, but, you know, what about Christians here and, and our spiritual self, you know, you know, hey, well, God said this, and God said that. So we're going to dive in today how to get relief from your anxiety through your spiritual walk. So I want to tell you that, you know, uh, anxiety is not a sin. Everybody get that? Anxiety is not a sin. But I will tell you what happens is, is a lot of times when we have this anxiety in our life, it can lead us to sin. Now I'm over here and I got all this anxiety built up and, you know, I've been done wrong by these people and they're trying to help me and they're trying to give me all these different things and now I got all this stuff built up and now I'm going to go throat punch somebody. <laughs> now you're sinning. <laughs> Bible says turn the other cheek and go the other way. I'm going to tell you guys that, that, you know, I'm going to surprise you with something big today. Give you something big. You may not even know this. And it may give you just a little bit of comfort too, to knowing this. Did you know that Jesus himself battled with anxiety? (gasps) Wow. How do you know that? We fixed to find out. (laughs) 
But it's how Jesus responded to the overwhelming anxiety. It's, it's what's big here. <laughs> this is going to be big. And so I'm getting ready to show you all something pretty cool. <laughs> so finding relief from anxiety. Number one, if you're taking notes, is talk to your friends. Man, who in here has got some good friends you can reach out to, you can talk to? I know I got, and if it wasn't friends for some people in my life that I can reach out to and talk to, whoo, I might have done, done something bad and, and say, whoo, I may not even be in ministry today. I might be behind the, the locked doors and lying locked down. And, and, you know, I know that, that for me, man, I, I had to talk with some people. So key point number one is to, is to talk to your friends. And so it, it, it says in here down that the disciples, they were, they were Jesus' closest friends. They were all very close. They were this knit group. He, Jesus had 12 people. He had them right there. He talked to them. He confined in them. And I'm sure they confined in him. Hey, I've been dealing with this. And, you know, I, I'm, I, I just want to picture that, you know, Jesus was like me and my group of friends and he would cut up and he would play practical jokes and, you know, have fun with his disciples. And, and then on the side of that, he was serious with them and where they could talk to him and, and, you know, help them through different issues. And, and, and so, Amy Judas, that it would end up going on to portray Jesus was still in that core group and could have talked to Jesus at any moment. Hey man, listen. <laughs> I'm struggling with some stuff financially and, uh, <laughs> I don't want to sell you out to the Roman soldiers and, uh, you know, he could have went to him and talked. But, but what's this? Mark 14, 32 and 33. It says they went to a place called Gethsemane and Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. I want you to underline. Sit, Jesus said to his disciples, he said it to them, sit here while I pray. Verse 33, he took Peter, James, Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. Now, now I like what the, the message version says here in, in 33. He plunged into a sinkhole of dreadful irony. Now, Jesus here, he knew, he knew what was getting ready to go down. He knew what was about to happen. He knew that he was about to get arrested. He was about to be tormented and he was going to die on the cross for each one of us. He was going to be in the most painful and humiliated, humiliated way to die. Cause you know, they, and back in the day, they you didn't just go to the prison and they didn't give you this nice gown and, and you, they illegally inject you. No, no, no. They hung you on the cross. They stripped you down naked and they would hang you there on the cross. It was publicly humiliating for you to die by the cross. See, check this out. What made it worse? In this particular way. Because we all know that God sent His Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us, for our sins that we have. But when Jesus came to earth, I mean, think about this. He never sinned. Never one time made a sin. Pastor Michael says in the Bible that Jesus got angry. Yeah, Jesus got angry, but He sinned not. That's what the Bible says. So, 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 I mean, just a picture with me now. Anybody ever got in trouble for something they didn't do? <laughs> me too. I quit a job because I got in trouble for something I didn't do. <laughs> Plus, my name meant more to me, and that's neither here nor there at the moment. But, but I took the fall for something that somebody else done. That's kind of crappy, ain't it? Now, now here, let's just say you're going to die for everybody for something that you didn't even do yourself. Who wants to do that test? Who wants to die for something they didn't do? <laughs> Nobody? Nobody? No takers training? No? Okay. 
But see, but see, Jesus, Jesus here, man, he was on point. He knew what was going to happen. And, and, you know, his society, I'm sure, was building up at this point. And, and, you know, but it's how, you know, we deal with certain things and it's how we respond to these things. This is Mark 14 and 35. It says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He said to them, stay here and keep watch. Stay here and keep watch. So he tells them how he's feeling. He tells them right here. He says, I'm overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. I mean, whew. Anybody ever felt like I just died? <laughs> rolling up and dying, things bad, things happen, things doing well. So bad, you just feel like rolling up in a ball and dying yourself. That's kind of how Jesus was here. He said, I'm overwhelmed with this sorrow. I mean, Jesus, the most loving guy that, you know, God sent him to, 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 to die on the cross for us. I mean, that's big. That's huge. That's a big thing. And he was just overwhelmed, overwhelmed here with the sorrow of knowing that people were still going to reject him. Man, Jesus died on the cross for us and people still reject him. But, but, but he, he told them, he told the disciples here how he felt. He had his friends, those close people there that he told them exactly what was happening, what he needed and what he needed from them. Stay here and watch. Stay here and keep watch. I'm going to go on to, 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 to the garden and I'm going to pray, but I need you to stay here and keep watch. So one of the biggest reasons you are feeling anxiety is because you are lacking communication. Some of us have this anxiety and this stuff built up in us and we're too scared to talk to people. We're too scared to confine in people and we're having that lack of communi- communication. But this, uh, it's a community. Community here is just like us here at Medit Church. We love our community and we want to reach out to our community because we want to build relationships with uh, uh, the community and the surrounding areas. Why is that important? Because we want to show them that God loves them just like he loved us and when we make mistakes, he's going to be there. But 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 they were so lacking of that community and that lacking the communication because they needed that friend. They needed that community and them people to be there so they can talk to. And it says there's been years of studies, years and years of studies of saying, I'm not good enough to go to church. Anybody ever been told that or said that? I'm not. Maybe just one of your friends or maybe you said it yourself. I'm not good enough to go to church. I'm not good enough to come into the house of God. See, but when they do come, because they're broken, that's why so many people, when they come to church for the first time, or it's been a while, is they break down and they start crying. And they say, oh God, I know I've messed up. I messed up. And that stuff starts coming, because they start communicating to God, they start having this community around them that they can talk to. Hey, I, you would be surprised with, you know, how if you will talk to your neighbors in the community within the church and the people within the church, how you actually relate to them more than you'll actually know. And it takes building those relationships and talking. And so you need to pray. We're getting ready to do a new series next week, or not next week, next month called Power and You Don't Want to Miss It. But there's power in Jesus. There's power knowing him. There's power within Jesus. 
And see, Jesus was telling him, he, you know, was telling the guys there, he's like, hey man, listen, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm, I, I know, I know this isn't good. I know what's sixth and a happen isn't going to be good and I need you guys to be here. I feel like I could just die. I feel like it's going to kill me if I don't get some type of relief. Guys, please, please, hey, please pray with me. That's what he was telling his disciples, please pray with me. So find you people in a network that can that you can talk to and you can pray with. Point number two, if you're taking notes, is talk to your father. Talk to God. I'll give you again another example here. Imagine you're in your car and you pull up to a red light, right? <laughs> so I, I, I want to say the light there, the red light isn't the problem. The red light's not the problem. So when you pull up there, see the, the you know uh, uh, the manufacturers have designed these red lights to be triggered at a certain moment to let you know, hey, you need to stop. It's time to go. And in some cases, for some of y'all, the gallon means go really, really fast. But really, as reality, it means slow down. It's getting ready to turn red. It's not safe to go on through the intersection. And, 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 and so the manufacturers here are giving you a signal that, hey, 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 you need to stop. The red light is telling you you need to stop. Because if you don't stop and you run that red light, you're putting yourself at risk, you're putting others at risk, and you could possibly end up dying. So anxiety isn't a signal alerting you that it's time to pray. Anxiety is not a signal alerting you that it's time to pray. So you should already be praying. When you feel these anxiety things popping up and you feel like that, that these, you're getting overwhelmed with things, just begin to pray. Don't let you be over here shaking and start praying. That's not how it works. You're getting the warning signs. You're getting the signs up there like the manufacturer with the red light. Hey, it's time to stop. It's the, the yellow light's flashing. Hey, you need to slow down. You need to use caution. The light's getting ready to turn red. Paul tells us, don't be anxious, but in every situation, pray. Everything that we deal with, always pray. Seek after God. Talk to God. Well, how do I talk to God? Here in a few weeks, we're going to talk about the power of prayer, but I'm going to tell you right now a little snippet. How do you pray? Talk to God like you're talking to me or anybody else. Just talk to Him. You ain't got to say no big fancy words. Just talk to Him like He's one of your best friends, one of your pals. Hey, come to my house, kick your shoes off, make yourself feel at home. We're going to talk it up real. That's how I talk to God. That's how when I when I have things going on in my life and I need to start praying, I start praying and I talk to God like he's one of my besties. And I talk to him like, and I'm real with him. All right, God, you know this guy over here? You know how bad I'm getting mad at him? You know how bad I want to punch him in the throat? You know you know what I got going on and it ain't good? You're going to have to help me. Give me strength. Give me power. See, you're worried about your marriages. Pray. You're worried about the electric officials in our government. Pray. You're worried about the economy and if it's going to go up or down, if it's going to crash, pray about it. You're thinking about decisions in your life. Well, well hey, where should I take my kids to school? Hey, where should I go to school? Hey, should I cook this meal? Should I pray about it? Pray about everything. You got a sick loved one? Pray for them. You're wondering if you got to go get COVID tested? Pray about it. Pray, 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 pray. Maybe you should get the shot. Pray about it. Seek after God. Pray, pray, pray. 
See, I, I, I missed something back here, but, but it's big enough to worry about things. But it's even bigger to pray about it. Even bigger to pray about it. <laughs> or excuse me, if it's big enough to worry about it, it's big enough to pray about it. Same thing, just a different the words there. So if you got to worry about things, you got to worry, pray about it. I'd rather worry about the things I'm worried about and pray about this and pray about that than I would to sit there and ponder on it and wonder about it. Hey, what are they doing? They did you wrong. Where are they at now? I don't care. I pray for them. God, I wish them the best. But if it's big enough to worry about, pray about it. And if it's in your mind, it's on God's heart. So if it's already in your mind, it's already on God's heart. So if you have anxiety, look for the signs and begin to pray. Let's look at Mark uh, 14, 35, and 36. It says, going a little further, a little farther, he he fell to the ground and prayed that if it possible that one hour passed from him. It says in 36, Abba Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Jesus in the garden. He knows what's about to go down. He knows he's getting ready to go to the cross. He knows that that he's fixing to be you know beat and and, and just and you know they say they ripped out his beard. They say said they they beat him so bad that his own mother didn't recognize who he was. And he said and he's and he's praying, Abba Father, everything is possible for you. I know God. Everything is possible through you. That's why we say pray, give it to God, because everything is possible through him. And he tells him, and Jesus prays here, take this cup from me. Jesus is like, oh, I, 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 I don't really, I don't know if I can do it, God. See, God loves you, and he's inviting each and every one of you to cry out to him. It's okay. I talked to a buddy of mine the other day and, and he had talked about me and him talked about some things. I said, man, me and God's had some heart to hearts. I've yelled at God. I've screamed out to him. I've cried and I've been on my face before God. And, and sometimes I've had to actually get into a closet because it talks about in a prayer closet. I've gotten a physical closet and I prayed to God. But God loves you and he's inviting you guys to cry out to him. If you got something going on, fall to your knees and then pray to him and trust that everything's going to happen. Everything that, that has maybe fallen apart in your life, take it to God. Cry out to him. Talk to him like he's your friend. And talk to him like he's your father. And, and I, I told Lily the other day, and she, we got, I mean, me and, she's my oldest and uh, she's, Eight, fixed to be nine, going on 30. And so she she has, I talk to her like it's real. I never lied to my kids within reason. If I tell, hey, it's going to hurt, it's going to hurt. I mean, if she wants to know something, again, within reason, we tell them. But we don't, I've never lied to them. And I told her, I said, I said, you know what? You can always talk to daddy. If you if that if it's something in your life, especially later on, if you get into a predicament and you need a way out, I said you can pick up the phone, call your daddy. Now, I said you may not like the response you get, especially if I had to come pick you up. I said you may not like the response that you get, 
I may be upset. I may be a little angry at you. I said, but you know what? You can always trust and pick up the phone that daddy's going to be there. It's the same way with God. God loves you and he's going to be there and he wants you to talk to him and God's going to talk back and he may not give you the response that you like. He may come down a little hard on you, but, but you know what? At least you know he's there and you can count on him to be there to get you out of any circumstance that you're in. Point number three, if you're taking notes, talk to your feelings. Talk to your feelings. Who in here talks to himself already? <laughs> Me too. And so talk to your feelings. <laughs> Anyone had a <laughs> been whacked out and, and all jacked up and, and weird out on feelings? Ooh, they done done me wrong. I'm going to go get them. I'm so mad. I'm going to take them out. And, and you know what? We're going out there right now to beat them up. And I'm going, ooh, you just don't know what they've done to me. Don't do that because you're going to end up in jail by 12 o'clock noon. <laughs> All right? See, see, the, our feelings sometimes wants to get the best of us. I told a guy this one time, I said, don't let a temporary emotion make a permanent I don't mess that all up, but I don't remember. Anyway, don't make a temporary, don't make a permanent decision based on a temporary emotion. So don't make a permanent decision. Ooh, I'm mad in that moment. And you go out and you do something stupid and you end up in jail by noon. Because let's just face it, sometimes that happens. Some people in that moment, they have these feelings and they're, they're built up. They have this anxiety built up and, and they're based off their feelings. And in a moment, they do something that they desperately regret. Talk to your feelings. Don't let your feelings control you. Don't let your feelings take the lead in your life. You take control of your feelings and you lead your own life. So what do I mean, talk to your feelings? I'm not the boss of my feelings. <laughs> you are the boss of your feelings. <laughs> I watch this thing. It's like, like a boss. <laughs> Be a boss to your feelings. Feelings don't necessarily reflect reality, right? I'm worried. What's it? I don't, I don't, that didn't happen. This didn't happen in the Bible. Jesus, Jesus didn't talk to his feelings. <laughs> feelings, that's not reality. <laughs> but talk to your feelings about your faith. While you're sitting there and you're whirling back and forth, should I do this? Shouldn't I do that? Talk to your feelings. You got anxiety built up? Talk to it. That's what Jesus did. How do I know that? Let's look at the scripture. <laughs> Mark 14 and 36. It says, I have a father, he said. Everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. That's deep. What does he feel like? What did Jesus feel like in this moment? He felt like he didn't want to go to the cross. God, let this cup pass from me. Let it pass from me. I can't do this. I'm not strong enough to do it. But you know what, God? If, if, I, if I got to do it, if I got to go, then let it not be my will, but your will. Because God's going to give us the strength that we need each and every day. When we have these problems built up in our life, God's going to give us the strength to get over it. 
and to help us move forward and to, and to move forward with our life. Speak truth. Start talking to your feelings like God or Jesus did in here. He said, yet not as I will, but as you will. Talk to it. Anxiety, I'm telling you right now, you don't have the power over me. You don't have any hold on me. You know what? I ain't doing it. I'm taking it to God. God, I know you don't want me to have anxiety in my life. I've given it to you. Now, it's not my will. It's not my will to have this anxiety. But God, you have the strength to help me to get over it. I have problems in my life. I have addictions in my life. God, I don't want them in my life. I don't need them in my life. God, you have the power. Start speaking to your feelings. Because your feelings are going to tell you, hey, you got to do it. You got to get it. You got to go through with it. Uh-uh. Align our faith, or align our feelings with our faith. You feel like that God doesn't love you? <laughs> Truth is, He does. It says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, He loves us. Well, Pastor Michael, I don't feel love right now. I feel upset. I feel alone. You're not alone. Trust in God because He's always going to be there. He's never going to leave you. He's going to walk you beside the still waters. He's going to say that He'll never leave us nor forsake us. You're feeling worried about money? God says, I'm going to supply all of your needs. You're feeling victim about certain things in your life. You're playing, you know, you had the victim. You think people's done you wrong. Maybe they have done people. I mean, I've been done wrong. I'm sure you guys have. But we have all overcome those things. And we all can go through those things with Christ. You may be here today. You may be in our online catch. You may listen to this replay later on. And you may be dealing with some of these things. Or you may come into it. And, but, but you have to align your feelings with your faith. Believe that God's going to take you through it. What did Jesus do with his anxiety? He talked to his friends. He talked to the Father. And he talked to his feelings. Guess what? It worked each and every time. And I want to close with this. It says in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything. I want you all to look at that big. It says, do not be anxious about Anything that's a virus, that's COVID, that's cancer, that's an election that may take place in, in two years, four years, or, or, or elections that happen all the time, the past election, things that's going to happen in our future, new jobs, your children, your marriage. Don't have anxiety about anything. And don't be anxious about these things. But in every situation, be pray, be prayerful and patient. With thanksgiving, Praise or present your requests to God. And the peace of God will transcend all understanding. Will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. See, see, when we, we don't worry about anything and, and we don't focus on the problems. See, too many times we worry about the problems. Who in here has ever had a check engine light come on in their car? Anybody? I have. Who has one on in their car right now? Anybody? Nobody? <laughs> Check this out. So many times, so many times, we, we go through this life and, 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 and we neglect. Oh, there's a problem. 
It's giving me a warning light right here. It's notifying me of this problem in my car. It's telling me to check engines. It's on. But so many times we disregard it. Ah, it'll go off next time. I'll plug it. Little, I go to, I'll go to advance. I'll plug that thing in. They'll clear the code out. It'll go away. It'll go away. <laughs> it's no big deal. But in reality, you probably should be taking it to the manufacturer and say, Hey man, listen, I, my car, it, it's got a warning light on it. It's having issues. It's not running right. And they can tell you exactly what's wrong with the problem. Especially if you have a newer car, they can plug up the computer, they can fire it up, and within seconds they can diagnose what the problem is. But so many times we just rather drive around. Ah, it'll be fine. It's no big deal. No, I don't have the money. I don't have the, I don't have the patience to go down there. And, but, but, and we just neglect it and we get more and more and more issues the longer we neglect the problem. And that's what people are doing with their lives. You may be doing the same thing with your life right now today. And I'm going to tell you, you know, you got, God, cars have a check engine light for a reason. Tell you, hey, there's a problem. You need to check it out. It's like we used to red light earlier, but, but, the, but God's giving us that warning. And he's telling you, hey, stop what you're doing. Take it to the mechanic and let him fix the problem. Some of you today... In your life, you're having issues and that check engine light's on. And you, the, what you got to do is take it to the manufacturer. Take it to God and let him fix those issues this morning. Because I know he can. If, if, if God can let Jesus hang in there on the cross, he can talk to him. He can talk to his friends. He can talk to the Father. He can talk to his feelings. So he can overcome it and he can work through God. I know, And he can work through Jesus. I know he can do it in our lives too. If he's done it in mine, I know he can do it in yours as well. Guys, will please stand with me. I want to pray this morning. Because I know a lot of people are dealing with this anxiety in their life. They're dealing with different problems in the areas of their life. And I want to pray this morning that we'll give it to God. So let's pray. Father God, we want to thank you so much for this day. God, right now, if people have anxiety, they have anxious in their life. God, I pray right now that they'll give it to you. God, just like the check engine light may be on in our car, you're giving us that sign that we need to go in for service. We need to get that maintenance done to our vehicle, God. God, today, as that light's shining bright, let them come to you. God, so you can fix them, fix the issues in their life. God, we're getting ready to sing a song. God, when we don't see things happening in our life, God, you're still working. God, when we didn't see things moving, you're still moving in our lives, God. God, when when things are are, uh, not going the way that we pictured them to be, God. God, you were making a way, and you are the way maker this morning. God, make ways in people's lives today. God, if somebody don't know you, let them all they had to do is pray this simple prayer. Dear God, forgive me of my sins. I know you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for me so I can live forever with you in paradise. When it gets hard, God, God, help me to make the right choices and stay committed to my faith. And don't let anxiety take me over. In your name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. 
Join us next time as we continue our emotion series. Don't forget, if you need special prayer, you can go to www.medicchurch.com. Scroll down, hit the prayer request form. Our team is standing by and believing that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. All right, we'll see you soon.